You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, September 20th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Fires on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or just Baseball, where I am a staff writer and do all sorts of stuff over there, all baseball-related. Or uh, you might be familiar if by any chance you've been watching the Pirates this season. Chances are you like to tune out and just put a movie on the side because of how poorly they've been playing, especially this weekend. Uh, and if you're curious in those topics, I've written about that stuff at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Blight, Disgusting, Film Credit, and more. And hopefully many more to come. But most importantly, of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, guys, you can check out the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which if you're watching the YouTube version of the show, which is Locked On Padres at YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast, it's in the description. Click the link, subscribe. It'd be awesome. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter, which is at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, which I am pointing to on the YouTube version, because I am obnoxious and I like to point at things sometimes. Uh, for today's episode, guys, we are brought to you by Locked on MLB. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. But please, just do me a favor, call him Sully. Every day on Locked on MLB for a unique look at the majors, both past and present. Exciting guest interviews, check-ins from the local Locked on MLB uh, group of local experts, including sometimes yours truly. Subscribe to Locked on MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, guys. We got a show today, man. We got a show. And I don't know how much I'm going to lose it. It was an absolute disgrace what happened to the Padres this weekend. A disgrace. A disgrace. I, I, like, Can I end it there? Is that fine? Uh, we're only at three minutes. No, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. So we're going to be breaking down each game from this past weekend. Consider this kind of your, dare I say, not to sound too... You know, not to be hu- too too much hubris, whatever the right uh, variation of that word is, uh, not to be too much like that. But uh, maybe you can just listen to this and kind of vent your frustrations, almost like as I'm with you uh, venting my frustrations as well. This will be a little bit therapeutic, perhaps. So we're going to be breaking down each game. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Does AJ Preller deserve to be fired is a question I've gotten. Does Jay Singler deserve to be fired? Does the whole team, should they all be shot into the sun? We're going to break it down, guys. Let's start with game number one, Friday. You know, Friday. And if anybody was curious, and this isn't meant to be a flex, it is meant to mention that I went on CBS 8 on Friday, uh, the TV channel over out in San Diego, uh, and I was on for a couple seconds. I don't know if the YouTube segment ever went up, but or if the segment ever went up on YouTube, I should say. Uh, and then they mentioned like, hey, you know, they're they're back up. And I mentioned they went from like a 6% playoff chance to 16.3% because they won two games against the Giants. And then, you know, the Reds were losing and stuff like that. The Reds were losing, the Phillies were losing, the Mets were losing. So all of a sudden they're kind of, uh, their number, their chance of making the playoffs went up. And, you know, in fairness, maybe did I get talked into getting excited about the Potters? Maybe I did just a little bit, just a little bit. I might've accidentally been fooled into believing the Padres. And I've been saying all the, someone asked me after we won two against Houston, they said, do you believe that we're back? I said, no, I got to see it for longer. 
But then we beat two against San Francisco, and I'm like, ah, ah. And then the, the you know the great host over there, shout out my guy Carlos, like they're they're killing it. And it was like, hey, I mean, if they sweep the the Cardinals this weekend, that could really put them in inviting chance. Needless to say, the Padres now have a two point two percent chance to make the postseason, according to Baseball Reference. Let's start with Friday's game, guys. Let's start with Friday's game. Let's break it down. The Padres lose eight to two. So all of this. You know that you're finally riding high, that you have a chance, and what do you do? You go out and look disgraceful in this game, starting for the San Diego Padres. In fairness, it was probably not a game that we expected to win. Is Vince Velasquez in this game, who goes four innings, uh, didn't walk anybody, which is good, but gives up four earned runs on four hits. Gives up some big home runs to uh, Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson. Dylan Carlson actually homers twice on the night, which, and it's not like Dylan Carlson's a super home run here. Tyler O'Neill, actually very good player, a little bit underrated, just a little bit, just because I don't think too many people talk about him. Very good defensive player and definitely a lot more power than a lot of people expected heading into the year. He's good. Paul Goldschmidt drives in some runs. So in fairness, yes, I know it's Vince Velasquez, but this is what happens. This is what happens. This is a team that, you know, you, you, when you're counting on guys like Vince Velasquez and Jake Arrieta, who are guys that are being dumped by other teams, and by the way, other teams that aren't good, you know what I mean? Especially in the, in the matter of Jake Arrieta, who was with the Cubs earlier this season. When he's getting dumped from that team, pretty sure there's got to be one of my listeners, you know what I mean, that, like, that could probably pitch better for someone or at least make the Cubs team at this rate, right? That's way too much over oversimplification obviously you guys come on these are super athletes but still you get my point i'm just trying to be funny in this game he doesn't look good and what else did we expect right i guess he ate some innings which is great meanwhile for the cardinals miles mickles i think it's called mickles and i'm not sure i've seen him around for a while he goes five and two-thirds innings giving up no runs walking two strikeout three only three hits so he shuts down the offense because why not right the only rbis uh for the game are jake cronenworth hitting a sacrifice fly and then jerks and profar hitting a single who jerks and profar paint playing way above just what we're expected of him. I know he's been a little bit of a slump in the month of September and a little bit at the end of August, but just in terms of playing above what we need from him uh, as of late. And especially the fact that he's like a leadoff hitter for us in some games, including tonight where he goes one for four. Only other guys that get a hit are uh, Manny Machado, Tommy Pham, and Eric Hosmer actually goes two for four. I mentioned this a lot in the show. Eric Hosmer is surely one of the most frustrating things about the Padres because he's owed so much money and there's so much more expected of him. But just in a vacuum, he has not been the worst offensive player on the team for quite a while now. So two for four kind of is a little bit of an exemplar, uh, an example of that. And he also has a double out of those two hits. So that was nice. But uh just a bad game, just a bad game. And it was one of those things where it's a momentum thing, right? You're coming off of these two San Francisco wins where you looked all right. You know, you're, you're performing pretty okay. And then you give up all these runs and it's like, dear Lord almighty. Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Austin Adams only going, getting one out in this game, giving up three earned runs. Uh, just Austin Adams, not a bad reliever, but he's been regressing like crazy. I mean, back on August 21st, that guy had an ERA of 2.7. Now it's at 4.17. Uh, I cannot emphasize enough that the Padres bullpen, which isn't terrible, I think it's that they're gassed because we had that crazy stretch in July and a little bit of August where they just were not getting any help from their, their starting pitching, having a lot of bullpen games, which is why we're in this case of having to start Vince Velasquez and Jake Arrieta, where I get it that they're gassed, but the Padres bullpen used to be one of the very 
few strengths that this team still had going for it. And that has clearly not happened as evidenced by that's just one example. That's just one example. It was nice to see Denelson Lament appear in this game, although he hasn't been very good. I have called him damaged goods on the show before. I still stand by that, but he does go two innings here, walking two strikeout three, which I guess was okay. But uh, bottom line is I just, I think he's damaged goods. I just think that like, he, this is a guy that was supposed to be all full systems go when he first debuts. Remember at the beginning of the season, then forearm tightness. Then he comes back two innings, then three innings, then four innings. Then he actually literally goes six innings for a start. We're all getting excited. And then he ends up on the IL for another month and a half. And then, you know, the rest is history, right? So Nelson, the Met, not much to report there. Not much to report from this first game in general, to be honest. Uh, the Padres just played really poorly. But in fairness, in fairness, it was a start against, um, the Cardinals in which Vince Velasquez was pitching. So in fairness, oh, maybe it was just, maybe we were going to drop this one. You know what I mean? Maybe we should, because Vince Velasquez is not very good uh, at all. 6.09 ERA now on the season. He had a 5.95 heading into that night. Very bad pitcher. He had like a brief moment back with Philly uh, back in the day where I think everybody got excited about him, but not a very good pitcher whatsoever. That's why we're able to just claim him. But maybe you're thinking, oh, well, let's bounce back on Saturday bounce back on Saturday right we could do that right well before we get into what happens on Saturday which was one of the most frustrating games I've watched in a long time let me tell you about something that makes things not frustrating guys a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle direct tv stream brings your live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, your favorite movies, your favorite shows. We had the Emmys on yesterday. I imagine somebody's happy about the Ted Lasso or Queen's Gambit or uh, the Crown Wins or whatever. All in one place, you can get all those things with DirecTV Stream, guys. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about DirecTV Stream at DirecTV.com. Remember, DirecTV.com. Um, for direct TV stream, guys. But that's not all. Let me talk to you about something else, Padres fans. This is your boy, Javier Reyes. You know me. And there's an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's up to 50 cents cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside remember promo code baseball to get up to 50 cents per gallon uh, on your first tank it's really cool stuff guys remember that is get upside and then the, the promo code one more time uh baseball guys be sure to do that now let's transition let's transition ladies and gentlemen let's do it you ready because i know you guys want to hear me talk about this game the absolute disgrace of a game that occurred on Saturday. Uh, hold on, what was it? Saturday, September 18th. Dear Lord Almighty, guys. The Padres drop another one against the Cardinals. Three to two. And you might be thinking, oh boy. Oh boy. It's a one-score game. What happened? What happened here? There's a lot to break down. First of all, let's get out of the way the thing that we should have been talking about after this game. Just you, Darvish. And by the way, Cardinals, a team that I believe, I know that their offensive stats aren't through the roof. I know that like on paper, they're not as good. But in my opinion, they're a team that more than meets the eye, especially when it comes to statistics. They are the Air- the St. Louis Cardinals, not Arizona Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals. They just know what they're doing. They're a type of team that will outperform their metrics, outperform their stats, and they will find a way. 
Um, but you Darvish pitches great against them. Seven innings, only giving up three hits, no runs, walking one, striking out nine. I would argue his best start start ever since the sticky stuff breakdown. I know he had a couple decent ones against Arizona when he only gave up two and struck out 12. But the fact that you gave up no runs in a game, you know, you need the team is really backs against the walls. The fact that they're starting to slowly come back into playoff contention is huge. And then you, you come up big. You know what I mean? So you got to be happy with Darvish there. You have to be, especially when, um, the Cardinals have their boy on the man, Adam Wainwright, who goes six innings, giving up two earned runs on seven hits, walking none, um, striking out two. And he's been very good. I know people might forget a little bit. They're like, Adam Wainwright, is he still good? Yeah, he's very good. 2.88 ERA heading into the game. Uh, one of the big innings eaters in all of baseball right now, which is just absolutely nuts considering his age. Uh and the Padres are able to hit him just a little bit. They're able to get a couple runs off of him with a Tommy Pham single and a Victor Caratini single. Those are the two RBIs from the Padres uh, side of things. Also getting hits in this game um, are Fernando Tatis Jr. He gets one hit in this game. He does strike out. Cronenworth uh, goes one for four with a double. And then what else we got here? Adam Frazier goes one for four, which was very, very cute. He also, I forgot to mention that on Friday's game, if I'm not mistaken, was it Friday's game? Let me just check real quick. No, it wasn't Friday's game. Then what am I thinking about? Oh, it was the, the game before. I'm sorry. That was in previous years uh, that Frazier went four for five. Slowly been getting a, a couple of hits for the Padres. But uh, unfortunately, none of that really mattered. The Victor Caratini managing to get two hits. None of that matters. The big thing that happens in this game is Emilia Pagan blowing it. Uh, Amelia Pagan gets brought in in the eighth inning, giving up a huge home run to Mr. Tyler O'Neill. Uh, that allows Paul Goldschmidt to score. Also, there's a sacrifice fly from Tommy Edmund in that same inning. All of a sudden, 2-0 becomes 3-2. Backs against the walls. We know the pressure's on. And here's my question. Why the heck is Emilio Pagan in the game? And you guys know me. I'm Puerto Rican power. Emilio Pagan's Puerto Rican. I got love for the homie. But he has not been pitching that well lately. Over his last bunch of appearances... I'm just looking at that. So he gives up three earned runs on two hits in this appearance. He goes one out in his last appearance. Then the last appearance before that, fine. And then the two previous appearances for that, September 12th against the Dodgers, September 7th against the Angels, three earned runs and two earned runs. Doesn't even strike out anybody. Then he gave up two earned runs against he's a, his ERA is 4.5. His ERA as of August 20th was 3.35. Now it's bloated all the way up to four and a half. And here's my thing. I understand that the I was literally just talking about this in the previous section. I get it. I understand it. Don't yell at me, ladies and gentlemen. I get that the bullpen is a little bit taxed. But you're telling me in a game you got to win that you don't have anyone besides Emilio Pagan ready in that bullpen. Heck, I would have thrown out Melanson. I'm serious. I would just rather not be in a situation where we have to trust this guy again. It's like 1.8 home runs per nine for him. He gives up way too many home runs. And to be perfectly honest with you, his strikeout stuff isn't worth it. You know what I mean? I understand that sometimes wipeout guys, they can give up the big hit. You're throwing stuff a little bit down the middle. You're just throwing hard, not as much movement or what have you. And you get a lot of strikeouts, and that's great when you need a strikeout. But then when you just need to make sure you don't give up any runs, Amelia Pagan isn't doing that. I don't care if he strikes out people. He's not doing that. Why is he in this game? You're telling me there was nobody else. Nobody else. I would have been so. I would have been more fine with Ryan Weathers. I might have been more fine with Ryan Weathers. I know that's a little bit. It's a little bit much to say that I get it. And I know, like I mentioned before, the Nelson Lamette did go last night. I would have preferred him, but he did go a decent amount the night before. But I just have such a hard time believing that you just didn't have anyone else. 
please feel free to comment below in the in the YouTube comments or send me Twitter messages on Twitter and you know uh, argue against that and say actually I really think that unfortunate not that I love Pagan but maybe we didn't have enough guys to go there. Bottom line is being put in that situation is terrible. Emilio Pagan just a total bust for the team. We gave up Manuel Margot for him back entering 2020, and I know that 2020 was a great season, but you look at him this year and it's just. I mean, he's just costing team games. Straight up just costing the team games. An absolute disgrace. Disgrace of a moment for the Padres. And then because why not, you know, you get um, Giovanni Gallegos, who's actually pretty good for the Cardinals. Uh, a bullpen that doesn't blow games dramatically. A franchise that does not blow games uh, in dramatic fashion. They know how to come up clutch. You get a Will Myers ground out. Trent Grisham, because, you know, Trent Grisham can't hit worth a damn for the basically last two months. Uh, he flies out, and then Hosmer strikes that swing on a pitch that is probably closer to Mars before it was in the strike zone. Again, not only Hosmer's fault, but absolutely atrocious loss for the Padres. That was the biggest dagger of the season, without a doubt. And you know why it was more of a dagger? I haven't even gotten into it yet. I've been saving it. Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. kind of just in a, a clear shouting match. And it is, it blows up on social media, becomes a thing. John boy media tweeting it out. The two of them yelling back and forth, at each other, especially Manny, you can hear him yelling. It's not all about you. You know, you got, this is baseball or whatever. You can't be doing all this. It's not about blah, 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 blah. doing all these things. Right. And the way I view it is this, the way I view it is this. If you think, and I'm not trying to like act like a snob or anything like that. If you think this is the only time there's been a blow up of any incident involving Padres players yelling at each other, especially this season over the last two months, you're very greatly, gravely mistaken. I guarantee you there's been blow ups like this before in that in that clubhouse. hundred percent, a hundred percent. And and I'm going to be honest with you. And I think a lot of Padres fans would agree with me. I think a lot of people were saying we love Manny Machado, Arm Layton. Guy who's been on the podcast before. He hosts Lockdown Marlins, Lockdown LB Prospects, founder of Just Baseball. Great dude. Good friend of mine. Uh, I think he put it best where he was like, my reaction to this is kind of simple, which is that um, stuff like this happens all the time. This happens all the time at clubhouses. You get guys who have just tension through the roof. He said, I don't think this is a legitimate issue. This is a team that is frustrated and tempers rise. Not always a bad thing. And number two. I don't want to hear the Machado is lazy slash not a leader narrative anymore. He's trying to keep his team in it. If there's any guy that has the right to kind of call out Tatis, if there's any guy, and I I would say the manager because you are the manager, but someone who we all approve of, it's Manny Machado. And here's the thing. Some people might say, well, remember when he got tossed out of a game for getting called on strikes? That was like his last at bat of the game. It's still bad. And it was a bad call. This is the Doug Eddings game from uh, a month or so ago. I think he gets Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. Oof, sorry about so many water breaks. What can I say? I'm just really, really thirsty tonight. Um, if there's if there's one guy, it's Machado, and I understand that he's gotten called uh, out on some strikes and he's complained and whatnot before, but Machado is basically looking at this and say, hey, hey, dude, you're like, it's you and me out here lately carrying this offense. You're too important to the team to be getting so frustrated and an at-bat in like the third inning. You know what I mean? And literally just like the third inning of the game, if I'm not mistaken, I should have taken this note. Let me see if I could find it really quickly. Um, Let's see here. Uh, I don't see it just now. Um, I can't really see which inning it was, but I'm pretty sure it was like early on in the game. And Machado's like, we can't have you getting tossed, man. Stop complaining. And he was still upset. You could see Tatis banging his helmet in the clubhouse, which I love or not love, but it's like clearly he cares. You know what I mean? I am a firm believer, guys, for the record that, 
people show their anger and rage and their their passion in different ways. Just because you're not slamming your helmet doesn't mean you don't care. I'm a type of person personally that my rage is like I stare at the wall for like an hour and you better not talk to me because I'll just go like this and literally just push you out of the way. I won't yell. I won't scream. I'll just I need to be alone with my thoughts. And that's fine. But clearly Tatis cares. But maybe getting too involved in it where it's like, you know, three outs later, Machado's like, hey, it's not all about you. You know, what I mean, it's not just you. We cannot have you getting ejected. So Manny Machado deserves credit for that. Now, I'm not saying that it's a universally great thing. You know what I mean? But what it is unabashedly it is a sign it is perhaps easily the picture of Machado that went viral of him yelling like this or whatever uh that became a meme on twitter and all that stuff easily just the ultimate microcosm symbol of this 2021 Padres team easily it's not even not even a question not even a question like I cannot think of an image that is more 2021 Padres than that not even close some people may argue maybe a couple of the Hosmer plays where he goofs up a, 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 a ground at first base. But no, it is this moment. Machado and Tati selling at each other. But let's not look into it too much. Let's not act like there's drama or anything like that, because there's not. This happens a lot. And if you think this is the first time that even Manny, just this, the, between the two of them, the first time this has happened, it's not. If there's anyone who deserves the benefit of the doubt and calling people out and being like, hey, this is a moment, it's him. And by the way, some people say, oh, you know, like, but you shouldn't do that in public. I get it. That, Manny himself might say that. You know what I mean? Manny Machado himself might even tell you, yeah, I, I, you got to probably keep that in-house and not do it in front of thousands of people. That is true. But sometimes the tempers flare and the tempers have clearly been broiling for this team for a while. And ha- what happened with this game, just a disaster, just a disaster. But don't look at it as some sort of clubhouse issue. You know what I'm saying? Jace Tingler getting ejected, probably in an effort to save Tatis from getting ejected, which he has to do. Uh, but just a disgrace. This is a disgraceful moment. I don't know why Pagan's in the damn game. And this was this was the, this was probably the dagger. It really was. It really was. But we're not done talking about this weekend series, guys. Yes, the drama, the misery continues. Let's keep it going, ladies and gentlemen. But, but first, but first, I've been sipping a lot of water today. Mm. And boy, is water good. But you know what else is good and also healthy for you, just like water? The best tasting protein bars in all the land, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, I am talking about the old Built Bars. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they're very good. And what I like about them is covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They've got a great variety of flavors, man. Cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, grasshopper cookie, Rocky Road, German chocolate, double chocolate, you know, strawberry shortcake or something, raspberry shortcake, whatever it's called. And they probably are going to have new fall flavors coming out. That's what I love, a great variety of flavors for you. And on top of that, like I mentioned, they're protein bars, so they are healthy for you. 17, 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams net carbs so the heck are you waiting for go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order remember that is promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com I wish I could stop talking about this team right now, at least for just, for just today, because Sunday's game, I will say I hung out with my friends. I was with my friends and I had the, the Padres game on my laptop as we had double football on two teams. You had red zone and then the, the local game for us, which was the, unfortunately the New York jets. Yeah. Zach Wilson, uh, great performance by him, right? Uh, Hey, pro tip. 
If you're streaming defenses, pick whoever's playing against the Jets every week. If you're playing fantasy football, it's really good advice. You'll be fine. Trust me. They ne- they haven't been a good scoring offense like for the past 20 years. It's unbelievable. But anyway, uh, the Padres lose on, on Sunday. <laughs> uh, basically is what I'm trying to say. They lose 8-7. to seven. Another one-run game that the Padres are unable to corral, unable to gather, unable to do anything with. Um, and it wasn't because of the shortage of offense. And it wasn't in necessarily any one player in particular, but Jake Arrieta. I've been waiting, ladies and gentlemen. Where the heck was the – will the real Jake Arrieta please stand up? And he finally did. You know, as with the Padres, in terms of his starts with the Padres, uh, not too bad. His first start with them when he went against Colorado, he did give up five and, and on seven hits and just three and a third. That was bad. But then ever since then, he kind of did his job a little bit. Five in- innings. Almost hiccup there. Five innings against the Astros, only three runs, and then three and two thirds, three runs. Like, that's not terrible. But in this game, he goes a grand spanking one out. One out. That's all he gets. That's all he gets. Giving up four runs on uh, four earned runs, five total, but only four earned on three hits, a walk, no strikeouts. <sighs> you know, he's supposed to be an innings eater. That's why we get him. And like I said, I think it's that it's it's the Machado Tatis thing is clearly the biggest blow up. But if you need any more of a just a solid sign that the the Padres are a mess, it's that they have to rely on guys like Jake Arrieta and Vince Velasquez this late into the season, despite being projected literally. Go look up the tweet by Fangraphs as having the number one rotation, even more than the Dodgers heading into the season. Just a, just a an absolute. Disaster for the Padres. Uh, Edmund Sosa getting a double in this one. Dylan Carlson hit a sacrifice fly. I actually missed it, but Fernando Tatis Jr. fielding error, which allows Nolan Arenado to score, and uh, Tyler O'Neill, or I'm sorry, Tommy Edmund to score, and that kind of begins the madness uh, in this game. That's why it was only four earned out of the five. Um, granted, Tatis does make up for it. The offense does strike back. You got to give a little bit of credit to the offense today. Tatis gets an RBI in the top of third inning. Eric Hosmer. Fielder's choice. He does allow a run to score on his, you guessed it, ground out. Uh, but then Will Myers gets a single. Tommy Pham hits a solo home run. Tommy Pham's finally showing up. Thank you. There was an APB out for you forever. Tommy Pham hitting a home run in this game. Then also getting a double. And also uh, Eric Hosmer grounding out again, but allowed Tommy Pham to score. So a big game for Tommy Pham, actually, on the night or on the game. He goes two for four with three RBIs, a double, and a home run. So, I mean, he at least had a game for once. It's been a while since he've had, he's had a game. Um, Will Myers going two for four. Tatis going one for five. Cronenworth one for five. Machado um, two for four. Uh, Tatis actually played center field today, which I thought was interesting just because of the fact that there was this big blow up uh, last night between the two of them. And I was wondering, hey, maybe they were like, let's not have these two uh, playing side by side for at least this next day. I'm sure they'll work it out. Like like I said, this is not some long term uh, ordeal. But unfortunately, the Cardinals, they also just struck too much. Dylan Carlson getting a hit. Ty O'Neill getting a hit. It's just, it's just not enough. The bullpen not able to pick up from Mr. Jake Arrieta. Granted, it was a tall task to begin with. The fact that he only went one freaking out. Uh, Pierce Johnson giving up some runs. Nabil Krismat, though. Nabil Krismat continues to be solid. He doesn't give up anything in this one. Nelson Lament gives up a run, though. Um, and Craig Stammen, also solid, by the way, uh, the, who I have long said gets a little bit too much hate from Padres fans. Goes three and two-thirds innings in this game. But, um, yeah, man. I just... Uh, <sighs> And it's funny because, God, Jake Arrieta is bad. And the one time that I was just killing him and I thought Houston was going to blow him up, didn't happen. Now it happens. When we needed him more, you know what I mean? Seven ERA on the season. A seven ERA, guys. We're we're counting on Vince Velasquez with his six ERA. And goddamn Jake Arrieta 
with his seven ERA. You know what I mean? The, the jerk that he is, Jake Arrieta. This is lovely, lovely stuff. And by the way, and I, I mentioned this the first time they signed them, like a good point where like apparently the clubhouse was excited when they brought in Arietta because just a veteran presence, I assume. And yeah, see, this is a good example of why like the players don't always know better than the people who are making the teams and coaches and all that stuff, right? Like not, not all the time. Um, the Padres get swept. Um, now their chance is, like I said, 2.2% chance to make the postseason. They would now have to be... In their upcoming schedule, all contending teams. The Cardinals are still also a contending team, even before this weekend. They play San Francisco uh, starting on Tuesday. Thank the Lord there's not baseball today, to be honest with you. I just want to sit back, do some work. I'm going to be writing about movies today, hopefully. Uh, the Way Way Back, if anyone's curious, is this like indie movie. Playing some video games, Dodgeball Academia on my Switch. Just ignoring baseball for a day and then watching Monday Night Football. I need a day off. From this nonsense, right? And then I'll do a podcast tomorrow, obviously. But like, it's just a mess. Then they have Atlanta uh, starting on Friday. Then they got the Dodgers and then they got San Francisco. The Padres would have to go absolutely nuts. And the Cardinals, who out of all the teams that have not taken advantage of of the the wildcard race, the Cardinals are not going to be one of those teams. I'm going to say it right now. The Cardinals are not one of those teams that are going to blow this. Cardinals are probably going to the playoffs. They really are. If they don't, it's because a team just goes ham baloney on them. They're not going to have an Emilio Pagan moment. They're not going to have a Tatisa Machado moment with Nolan Arenado and Paul DeJong, whoever the heck their shortstop is. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's this is it. Someone asked me on Twitter, do you think Jace Tingler, to be exact, let me make sure I get the, the Twitter notification right from whoever tweeted this at me. Um, Rama Murdy on Twitter. Question, if you are Peter Seiler, do you bring AJ and Jace back next season or blow them both? out weird phrasing for that but uh yeah i think that i think tingler's gone i i I really i because only here's why i'm not saying it's just because he's been the worst it's more so that something is gonna happen i wouldn't be surprised if like everybody's gone to be honest with you except for aj uh, aj preller but preller deserves some blame here the fact that we're in a situation where you have to claim vince velasquez and jake arietta and the fact that the bullpen completely falls apart and the fact that you look at some of the guys that have been traded away from the Padres, Cal Quantrill, very good. Ty France, very good. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, there's been a, pun, a bunch of guys that have done so much better. Hunter Renfro, and granted, he didn't do immediately great with the Rays. The Red Sox have kind of unlocked him. But Hunter Renfro, who would you rather have? Hunter Renfro or Will Myers? Close. Might rather have a might rather have Hunter Renfro. I know that he didn't show the same level of discipline when he was with us. I get that, but even still, not looking great for us. Some people said, why did we trade Fanmil Ray as well? Part of that, you know, I'm also a Ray as my brother Fanmil. I love Franimal. Uh, part of that was because he was just atrocious in the outfield and because the National League is stupid and baseball is run, run by a bunch of jerks. Uh, we don't have a DH. So that was really why they trade him. They had to get rid of him. I get it. It stinks. It stinks. It really does. But they were like, the defense is just killing us. You know what I mean? So that's a mess. Um, I don't know, man. The Padres are a mess. I there's basically I think there's no chance they make the postseason. It's going to be the Cardinals. The Cardinals literally didn't even try at the deadline, and they were like, uh, "Okay, Philly, you don't want it." Even though Bryce Harper might have the MVP, you don't want it. Okay, Padres, you don't want it, really. Okay, uh, Mets, do you? Nope, nope. You guys don't want any. The Reds, you guys are playing the Pirates. Yeah, you probably the guys probably. Oh no, no, they lost to the they lost to the Pirates. Okay, okay. I guess we'll take the playoffs. We're going to have 45-year-old Adam Wainwright. Meanwhile, the Padres and their young talent and everything, they can't beat even one game from the cards. I, I, maybe I jinxed it by going on CBS 8. 
and talking about how, hey, yeah, sweep could be big, uh, maybe two out of three. It would be nice, but look what happened. Look what happened. My gut was telling me it. Stop trusting this team. It is a garbage truck on fire. And I know this sounds like hyperbole. I know it does. But I genuinely do not remember. And granted, I'm only 25, so maybe this is a youth thing. And I've talked about many you know, long-time listeners of the pod that baseball hasn't been something that I've always throughout all my 25 years of life have been super zoned in. I'm very into movies, very into TV, pop culture stuff. I get, I have a lot of different interests and whatnot. So I'm not always, I've been, I've fallen out with baseball before. Like the Padres kind of brought me back in to be honest with you and locked on, which I'm grateful for, but I haven't always been in there, but this is the greatest second half collapse I've seen from a team in a while. The first, the only other one that I can think of is maybe Boston, that Bobby Valentine, or maybe not the Bobby Valentine here. The, um, the last year that was his face, Terry Francona was with them when they blew it. But I don't remember if that was like as if, if it was just like a last week thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember totally, but that's the only other team that comes to mind. 2010 Padres as well. But 2010 Padres did not have nearly the amount of expectations that this team had. And they did certainly did not have as many as much money and as much superstardom attached with this team. Um, all I know is. Yes, the narrative about Machado not being a leader is stupid, and especially the lazy thing is stupid. Uh, get that out of your skulls and your brains. It is dumb, and it has always been dumb. Shout out all the Manny Machado lovers on Twitter and whatnot that I see on Padres Twitter. You know, I'm Parker. Uh, my guy, Anthony Burris, by the way, a uh, little bit of a shout out to Anthony Burris. He uh, tweeted yesterday saying that um, his wife's uh, grandfather passed away. Uh, and I just want to say, hey, everybody go sh- send that guy some love. Real big friend of the pod. Uh, love that dude. So go send him and his wife some love. That would be greatly appreciated from your boy. Anthony, you're the man. Uh, hopefully uh, your fantasy team did well. I know we like talking about that. Um, so I'll see you next uh, when we next talk about that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just a disgrace of a team. One of the biggest second half collapses that I've ever seen. Uh, on almost every level, guys just can't pitch anymore. Guys can't hit anymore. Trent Grisham can't hit. Tatis, solid. Machado, solid. But not enough. Not enough. They are not making the postseason. And I would, we're at a level, I talked about this on my green room live chat that happened on Saturday, that we're at a level where I don't, there are very few moves that would shock me from the Padres. It would not shock me if they kind of do a little bit of rebuilding stuff. They retool. They sell Hosmer. You know what I mean? They get rid of him and they just kind of retool. That would not surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if AJ Preller goes nuts again and starts trading prospects for great players, or at least in theory, great players. I don't know. That's a whole other thing, right? But uh, it just wouldn't surprise me. And to a degree, it wouldn't surprise me. Maybe AJ Preller goes. I don't think that one will happen. That's like at a, that's like, you know, plus 3,000 if you were doing any type of gambling bets and whatnot. But still, I do think things are going to happen. But speaking of the gambling vernacular, guys, before we officially wind down this ranting episode of Lockdown Padres, betting on the Padres, betting on football, you know, betting on fantasy football, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Whew. And yep, guys, that's basically it. What you can look forward to for the rest of this week is me complaining about the Padres, talking about what went wrong. Probably going to be doing a crossover with Lucas Smith of Locked On Cardinals, recapping the series, talking about what are his thoughts basically on the fact that his team is probably going to make the playoffs at this point, kind of getting revenge over what we did to them in the playoff round last year. Going to be talking to him about that. Might do a crossover with some other guys, maybe uh, Dylan 
uh, short of Locked On Braves, talk about this Braves series, uh, talk about Tatis and the MVP a little bit more, talk about end of season awards in general. Definitely going to be doing a lot of more general baseball talk on the pod just because it's very clear, at least in my opinion, that this was the nail in the coffin. So we'll be talking a little bit more about general news and stuff, how it relates to the Padres, certainly, but also just general baseball news and kind of nerding out. And hopefully I can just be almost your just a thing that you can also just talk back to and also agree with the ranting because that's what this season has been like. It has been a, a season where I feel like I've ranted more than ever, especially in the second half, just an absolute disaster guys. But uh, I've said absolute disaster enough times. It's a good enough a sign that that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. Send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app. I'd greatly appreciate that. You can send a question in the little review section, and I will guarantee answer it if you do put a five-star review and then leave a question there. That would be greatly uh, appreciated. Follow the YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube. Locked on Padres. I will leave a description uh, in the podcast description. You can a link to it, and then you can subscribe there. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.